everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Things Considered Franchising, powered by scottmilesfranchisecoach.com. I am your host and founder, Scotty Milas. Uh, today, we're going to kind of take a deeper dive into some of the um, workflows and things that business owners should be concentrating on in regards to employee retention and things like that. Uh, but a little bit about allthingsconsideredfranchising.com. Uh, we are a podcast dedicated to the entrepreneur, people who are interested in learning about business ownership, possibly for the first time, or people who are looking to diversify their portfolio. Scott Milas Franchise, uh, franchisecoach.com is a consulting organization that I founded as well that uh, provides a uh, free service helping people navigate uh, the world of business uh, ownership, uh, helping to uh, making sure that they're asking, uh, making sure you're asking the right questions. Uh, so mm -hmm. that eventually you can uh, get to a validated decision and not an emotional decision. So uh, we'll get into more into that a little bit later. But uh, today's guest is kind of an interesting uh, way to start off uh, this podcast because um, typically we usually have people who um, are franchisees or franchisors. And one of the things that I have found over the year that we've been doing this and a lot of the questions that are coming in from our website and people calling me is, is that I own a business and I'm having some issues with employee retention, building a leadership team. So uh, and coincidentally, our guest Clifton Savage reached out to me and said, hey, look, I think I could be an asset to you on your podcast. <laughs> so Clifton, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I look forward to helping out your viewers. Yeah, um, you are uh, president and founder, CEO of Service Leader Society. Uh, you've been in the uh, 15 years experience specializing in reducing the cost of untrained and disengaged employees. Um, like anything, everything always starts at the top. Uh, yeah. The problem is sometimes business owners and uh, think that it, the problem starts at the bottom, but doesn't realize yeah. that what happens at the top trickles down to the bottom. So uh, it's that old saying, whatever goes up must come down. So, um, <laughs> but um, your experience in working with business owners um, and, and you have done some work in the franchise space, you've worked with franchisees. So yep. let me ask you kind of a loaded question. When somebody, since our listening audience is, you know, people that are interested in potentially opening their own business. How important, and franchisors give you the fundamentals and the basics yep. of running a business, but how important is it coming up with techniques and management style to build an internal location, an internal office to run smoothly? I mean, what, what are the essential key attributes to that? I mean... Am I asking the right question here? Because you yeah. know, it, it, it's, you know, like I said, sometimes people don't want to start at the top. They want to start at the bottom. So somebody yeah. coming into a business the for the first stuff. time. Yeah, the easy stuff. It's easy to point the finger at that guy yeah. or that person. Yeah. So somebody who's starting a business and they want to make themselves better and become a very um, a, 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 a leader that provides guidance, yeah. education to their employees. What's the best way to go about that? Well, first things first, Scotty, I mean, you, you and I both know, and a lot of the audience knows the benefits of a franchise, buying into a franchise. They figured it out. They know what works and they hand it over to you, essentially. Right. Where people go wrong in franchisees or in their own business is they either disregard the basic fundamentals of how things should work. And they say, you know what, I'm going to do it this way instead. And a lot of times that happens with their leadership style 
is they don't emphasize the training enough. Like the tools are right there, but they say, you know what? We don't have time for that. Don't worry about that. You're just going to learn on the fly. You're going to figure out yourself. And that's where a lot of people, the employees feel, you know, disengaged. They feel, you know, unempowered. They feel helpless. And so that's where a lot of them go wrong and they miss the first step, you know, whether it's the franchise, franchisee or, you know, your own business. Talk to us about your three-step process because, you know, it's interesting, you know, uh, as a business owner, I guess it's easy to kind of sweep it under the rug, so to speak. Mm. You know what I mean? Just, eh, you know, it's one time, it won't happen again or you know, employee on the same side on the employee. Oh, okay. You know, he didn't catch me this time or, you know, <laughs> and he really didn't see the mistake this time. Maybe yeah. he won't see it again. Um, what are some of the, the three keys here that you talk about uh, yeah. that make management and, and, and having, I use the word enga- happy, but engaged employees mm-hmm. uh, with the business. I mean, and having a successful team. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, those three key elements that you're talking about, Scotty, um, is the focus of the, the responsibility of the leaders to enlighten, empower, and equip their employees. And essentially what's that saying, kind of like what you're, you mentioned is um, being an engaged employee, there's that positive byproduct of being happy. Right, right, but not the other way around. Sometimes they try and achieve making them happy and they're enabling bad behaviors, missteps, mistakes. But the beauty of the those three key elements is to really improve communication. Why are, why are they here in the first place? What is the benefit to them as the employee? How's this gonna grow them? Not just their wallet, right? Maybe pay their bills, but how's it going to make them excited to come to work? But then also how they fit in as a team and as a company and as a community and then, you know, helping nourish that and nurture that throughout the process once they hit day one to day 90, all the way to hopefully three, four, five, 10 years in the company. Right. So does this start at the leadership level when you're interviewing and starting to build a team? Uh, you know, in franchising, let's just say somebody's putting together a um, service-based business and they have to mm-hmm. build a team to provide the service, or if it's a retail business, a food business, um, does all this start in asking the right questions in an interview? And, mm. you know, I mean, where does it oh, all yeah. start from, I guess? That, 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 that's it, my question. It, it does, Scotty. And that's where most people mess up, either because they're hiring out of, you know, being reactive, uh, you know, whether they're just getting started and their timeline's shorter than they expected, and they're just trying to get, you know, butts in seats. They neglect to look at just like what you're alluding to, you know, you have, for example, a service company. Okay. That's great. But there's specific personality styles and specific work skills that fit in certain positions. If you have someone answering the phone all day, you don't want someone that's more of an introvert that wants to just kind of sit in a quiet environment, give the time to think through things versus someone that's extroverted and wants to just talk to people all day. Right. Right. So that's a huge part that people miss in the screening process. And so they could have the work experience, but they don't have the personality to really thrive long term. And so they're going to suffer one way or the other. And that's missed a lot. We're talking to Clifton Savage here, who's uh, CEO and founder of Service Leaders Society um, for the past 15 years, has specialized in reducing costs of untrained and disengaged employees, uses a three step process. You know, Sitting here listening to you, Clifton, it it, it would seem to me that ego comes into play here a lot, especially Mm. 
on the management or ownership side of the business. You know, it's kind of like, hey, you know, I really don't need training. I don't really need to, you know, take, get into the weeds on all this. I'm, my employees are fine. Yeah, I have some headaches every once in a while. But how does one realize that? Obviously, they're, they're the things that you can see, turnover, employees mm. leaving, people that are late, uh, you know, people maybe not be hitting quota or depending yeah. on how you're building your business. But what are some of the signs a, a ownership, uh, an owner should be looking at for themselves that, hey, you know what, maybe I need somebody like Clifton to come in and really kind of help me out here and because – is it when the problem continually happens over and over again? I think Einstein said, you know, insanity mm. is when you, you continue to do the same thing over and over again. So maybe walk yeah. us through that a little bit. Is that when should somebody kind of realize, hey, I need some help here, guidance? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great point, Scotty. I would say, you know, the de definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Perfect example I can think of is when uh, the owners, the management are having meter, uh, meetings with either their middle management or even their frontline employees, and they're trying to incite like feedback or, you know, ideas from their team, and no one wants to speak up. That's usually a reflection of leadership. At some point, they, they created this environment where ideas aren't allowed, thinking out of the side of the box, sharing your opinion, your feedback was ignored or completely shot down. And so now everyone, like you're saying, is disengaged. And so you can't just have a regular meeting expecting people to, whether it's group or one-on-one, -on -one, right. feed information to you uh, because you've put up a barrier. The leadership has essentially put up a barrier of communication and it's, it's hurt um, the, the growth of the team now. That's interesting. So let's talk about the timing for our audience uh, yep. at all things considered franchising.com powered by Scott Milas franchise Cope, our audience is probably 60 to 70% made up of people who are interested in exploring business ownership for the first mm -hmm. time. And they're contemplating and thinking, Oh, do I pick up the phone? Um, now do I wait? Uh, franchises, you know, franchising or franchise opportunities is a strong possibility for them. The other 25, 30% of our audience is people that are already business owners, multi-unit, multi-brand operators. Mm -hmm. So when somebody for the first time is looking at business or thinking about business ownership, is this a step that they should be taking first to educate themselves on being an effective leader? You know, it's kind of like, you know, do you put the cart before the horse or the horse before yeah. the cart? So, or is it go through training, become the franchisee, get your, your feet a little wet, mm -hmm. and then give Clifton a call and say, hey, look, I really want to make this work yeah. build an effective leadership team. The brand has given me kind of that outline. Right. When do I call Clifton? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the beauty of a franchise, right, Scotty? The, the, the framework, the blueprint is right there for them to take and run with. But where a lot of them get it wrong, whether it's a franchise or they're just starting their own company, right? I want to be in business for myself. I don't want to have a boss. Is they neglect to think about the responsibility that they have of preparing themselves to be a good leader. That's where most get it wrong. They're great at their industry. They're great at their job, right? Or they, they're, they're great at starting and flipping businesses, for example. But where the cracks start showing is their lack of leadership ability. And it's a reflection of the lack of development that they put in themselves to be effective leaders. And so that's where, you know, I would say prepare yourself now. 
Like you should have started yesterday. You know, the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. (laughs) So work on that leadership development now. And then as you start diving deeper, talking to Scotty, talking to, you know, somebody about, you know, the franchise opportunities, starting your own business, what it really takes. Okay. Then you're working on both paths now. You know, that's better. interesting. You know, that, that that's a great point. The earlier seems to be better. And, and, and when you really think about it, at least in the franchising space, franchisors are awarding franchises to people who they believe can be great leaders. Yes. And build. They're not looking for somebody who can flip a burger, make a pizza, yeah. um, you know, paint a house. They want somebody, you know, there are franchises out there that are single, you know, ownership, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the man in the van women in a van type businesses, you know, keep it as simple as you want or build it as big as you want. But ideally franchisors are looking for people to come in and kind of build a legacy, build a team and, 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 you know, kind of, you know, expand, get into multiple territories, multiple units. So the idea of seeing if you're a good leader and need the credentials, but they're not looking for somebody to flip the burger or, you know, or cut the hair. They really want somebody (laughs) who can put a team together to manage that process. Is that correct? I mean, am I looking at this the right way? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's, I mean, even, you know, Chick-fil-A, right? It's, it's very little money to, to put down to get into a franchise of Chick-fil-A, but they have these massive requirements behind that of, well, what is your business acumen? What is your leadership acumen? How are you going to steward this effectively moving forward? We don't want to come in and fix all the fires and put out all the messes. We want someone that's going to be able to take this. And like you said, the beauty of a franchise is it's very scalable. The systems are already there, but it's up to the owners, the leaders to make that possible and, and make that exactly. effective. Yeah. Delegate the system, be able to delegate the systems we have. We don't yes. need you to change the chicken recipe or we don't need don't you to change it. the burger. You know, don't touch it. This is yeah. the way we paint the house. This is, yeah. you know, it's, Why it works. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because I always, you know, coach my clients that are going to the discovery day kind of that last step in the process, you know, mm-hmm. in the awarding process is, is that you want to stay away from questions like, can I do this? Can I do this? Why can't I do that? How come yeah. we don't do it this way? Because mm. they're really looking for people that want to follow, who can follow the system and delegate the systems that they've implemented. And that's not to say that great ideas aren't, are, are listened Correct. to, they are, but you right. got to spend six months to 12 months running the business first before you think you have a great idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you can't, you can't change the burger recipe or the pizza sauce. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you got to know why first before you can ask a good yeah. question on what about this? Yeah. Um, you know, let, let's just have a little fun here. I mean, for a second, um, and you've been at this for 15 years and I, I, and I think you've seen the best of the best. And, you know, if you're anything like me and been doing this as long as I have, and, you know, I think we've been at both at this for a very long time. There are people you just scratch your head and you go, okay. I mean, so let's have a little fun here. What is kind of that, you know, interesting management person or people that you've come across that if somebody was listening right now and it was a common common theme mm. that they should be picking up the phone to call you you know just say hey look uh you know I, I you know they're sitting back listening saying oh i don't need any of this this is all you know you know this is all pie in the sky kind of stuff so mm-hmm. what are some of the things tell us a funny story of something that maybe somebody did pick up the phone they work with you and Talk about the results, if you could. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Scotty, I, I know you've probably dealt with enough of these folks. You know, when we get into business, when we have this entrepreneurial mindset, right, a lot of us like to call ourselves visionaries. We have a lot of ideas. We see the vision. We see the future. But so many right. fall short with that actual implementation. And it's not due to a lack of skill, but a lack of discipline. And so when I hear people, and you probably get it all the time, people throwing ideas at you, they're going to do this, they're going to do this next, and then this next. But they haven't even started on step one. And they barely gotten to step two. That's where those conversations I have with people all day long every day. With, with clients, with, with people just you know, know me as family or friends and are interested in what I do. They'll share the same thing. Well, I've got this idea. I've got that idea. And they've been sitting on it for years and years. Comes down to implementation and having a, a plan. And a lot of times it's because some of the first steps are not that fun or they're a little difficult, a little scary. Right. Well, you mentioned the word I was going to use. You said you mentioned scary. And, and you know, just to kind of kind of close this out here, you know, fear and anxiety um, mm. plays an integral part in anyone's decision process. But then when you start thinking about spending money, fear <laughs> and anxiety becomes a bigger issue. And fear and anxiety, a lot of people look at fear and anxiety as a negative. I kind of look at it, there are some parts of it that are positive because mm -hmm. if, there, if it's the right fear and anxiety, it's generating questions or bringing questions to the forefront to get answered. Yep. Uh, obviously, you don't want fear and anxiety to to to, you know, to steer your decision process, mm -hmm. you know, just because you're scared. I, I look at it being nervous and scared and fearful is, is normal. If you're not that that's when I really become, concerned. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, I got this, no problem. This is easy. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Oh my God, you know, you know yeah. uh, so talk about fear on this whole thing. I mean, it, it, it it's gotta be tough for somebody who let's just say for six, seven years has been doing it one way. Mm -hmm. And just kind of struggling, swimming upstream, paddling upstream and waking mm -hmm. up in the morning and say, God, you know, I, I got to call Clifton because it's just, you know, it's not working out. How much of that is fear? I mean, how much it, 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 is it majority fear or is it embarrassment? Is it ego? I mean, we talked about that earlier, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think ego is the fear of being looked down upon. Right. And so right. it really does come down to the root of fear. Um, I mean, I'd say a lot of people going back to the, you know, the case of insanity is that they are doing the same thing out of fear that if they take their hand off this wheel, they're going to start falling backwards. But the reality is like you're saying, they're stuck in place. They're not even moving forward. They're just trying to hang on. And so a lot of times I see fear ruling people in their decisions, either they're reactive or they're overreactive. And so they're not, like you said, making logical decisions. They're not looking at the evidence, the, the data, and they're basing off of emotions instead, which a lot of times, I mean, I could say today's great while well, the sun's out, but if it gets cloudy, now my <laughs> perception has changed. Right. But I'm still physically sitting here. I'm still physically okay. And so looking at the data um, is a much better way to overcome those fears and, and to see kind of like a warning light, you know, on the dash of your car. You know, you've got the, uh, the fuel tank, right? It's on half. Okay, that's not bad. Don't need to freak out yet. Right. When it starts getting low. OK, well, I should have seen that coming. I knew it was at half, you know, a while ago. Right. So right. it's it's something that you have to navigate with uh, a little bit more logic than emotion. Closing out here, uh, you know, we, we, we've touched on ego, um, fear, anxiety, um, you know, someone who's been in management for 20 years, 
seems to be, I call it riding that wave because I love the water. I, I, I've done some surfing. I sail. So, you know, people get on that wave. Uh, they don't realize that eventually you got to get in. You're going to hit the beach and you got to paddle back out. But, mm. you know, mm. where do, are you seeing most of your clients coming in from experience level? Is it the person who's been trying this for 10, 15, 20 years and wakes up and says, you know, it's just not working. I need to, I need some help and guidance, someone like you, or is it, we touched on earlier that the sooner the better to get involved in this and, yeah. and, and develop that style. But, you know, if, if, if somebody was listening now, uh, what kind of experience level and, and re, you know, are, are you looking for to, uh, in a person to work with and, and, and feel that you would be able to be an asset and, and, and help kind of change that direction a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's a lot of free resources out there for people that want to just get going. Maybe they're interested in getting that journey going. But I'll be honest that, you know, our services are more beneficial to people that have, you know, four or five years under the belt at a minimum. Okay. Right. That's that fair. really helps. That really helps because then there's something that we can bite into. There's a lot of data of the mess around them that we can assess rather than starting from ground zero. So we can help them a lot better with assessing the problem that they're already in and make a bigger impact that way. That's awesome. Uh, Clifton, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and talked about uh, Service Leaders Society and uh, the, 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 the programs that you offer to that, you know, experienced, uh, yeah. you know, business leader or somebody who's looking for personal, personal improvement, overall improvement, what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you? Uh, the best way for someone to get in touch with me is my website, serviceleadersociety.com. From there, they can contact me by phone, email, or even my primary social platform, which is LinkedIn. Um, they can find that there. And of course, my services, examples, and testimonials from others. Uh, that's where all my information is for their first uh, shopping experience, if you will. Great, great. You know, one last question that I forgot to ask this. Um, sometimes when we talk about education mm. um, uh, and, 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 and services and training and things like that, uh, people have a, a misnomer that this is only for people who are managing large corporations, large staffs, large employee based. Um, given it, can, can you just talk really about, you know, kind of the level of management that you're interested in working with? What kind of experience is it, you know, a sole entrepreneur? Um, you know, I, I think you know where I'm going with this because yeah. I think it's important. Somebody may be saying, hey, look, I only got one employee. What kind of help do I really need? <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. talk a little bit about, you know, the experience level and, you know, the requirements uh, that you're looking for. Absolutely. Well, I believe in us as business owners finding ways to put ourselves out of the job. Right. Which means we have to be in the mindset of multiplication, which means to some degree we have to have controllable growth and scalability, because if we're limiting ourselves, we're going to limit our future and what we can do for others. And so a lot of times I look at it, you know, teams of, you know, five to ten and growing you know, all the way up to 50 or 60 is realistic. Um, but yeah, ultimately they have a mindset for growth. And if they have a great service and a great internal team, they're naturally going to grow. You know, they're going right. to grow to multiple locations to, to larger uh, service areas. They're going to need more people. Uh, anyone that tries to stay at one person or as a solopreneur, they're limiting their reach. They're li limiting their impact. And I feel like they need to be more growth minded. Great, great. Well, Clifton, it's been great to have you on the show. Uh, I, I, I hope uh, that, you know, we can get back, get you back on, get an update from you, you know, yeah. uh, four to six months from now, just to kind of recap and uh, uh, 
I, I encourage anybody who is uh, looking to for self-improvement, management styles, leadership development, uh, you're certainly looking at the, uh, been listening to the right person to kind of get you in that direction. It's, uh, and I know it's hard. It's hard to pick up that phone or fill out that inquiry form because look, we all have egos, but you know, yeah. sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it, it never hurts to get yourself, uh, educated. So Clifton, thanks for being on board again, Clifton, Clifton Savage, who is a uh, president uh, and founder of service leaders society. Uh, works for the last 15 years, has uh, specialized in reducing cost of untrained and disengaging uh, employees, and of course, personal improvement uh, in, in leadership roles. Uh, I am your host of all things considered franchising.com, Scotty Milas, uh, powered by Scott Milas, franchisecoach.com. If you have any questions regarding entrepreneurship, uh, investigating, researching franchise opportunities, feel free to email me at scott at scottmilasfranchisecoach.com or give me a call, 860-751-9126. You can also visit allthingsconsideredfranchising.com and scottmilasfranchisecoach.com for further information. Until next time, everybody, this is Scotty Milas signing off. And again, Clifton, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.